Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I am super excited to have with us Miss Adapia Dorico, who is here and she is the author of the book Productive Intuition. And I cannot wait to speak to her because uh, you know, most people, when we talk about going through a dark night of the soul and going through a spiritual awakening and journey, um, we think it has to include an entire career shift. And she is going to share with us her story about how she thought the same thing and realized through her journey that, no, that wasn't the right thing for her. And I, I know there are probably many of you out there listening who have also been struggling with this and are just struggling with dark night of the soul. So you will be able to relate to her story. So welcome, Adapia. Welcome. So thank you for coming. Thank you so much, Melissa. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm really excited to, um, to have our conversation and you have such amazing listeners. So um, I'm really, I'm really happy to be here with everybody. Yeah, we were just bragging on you guys before. <laughs> Before we got on here, she's like, oh, your listeners are amazing and they leave amazing reviews. I'm like, I have the best listeners in the world, hands down. I really, really do. So we are really excited to hear your story. So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about your journey? Sure. So I'll start by saying this because um, we're, we're really kind of going to get into career and where I completely unraveled from my career identity. But I want to start by saying I started working in a bank when I was 18. So I knew from a very young age that career was going to be who I was, even before, even from as a, as a young girl, um, I was good at school. I wanted to have my parents' approval. I wanted to um, be successful in society. And so I really chose this path. Um, so I have had a very successful career by, by many measures. And when um, in 2017, I reached what I considered to be the pinnacle of my career. So starting as a bank teller when I was 18, I was, um, let me see, I was 38 at the time. And I was the COO of a fintech firm. And I was flying back and forth from Los Angeles to San Francisco. It sounds really fancy. It was exhausting. And it was just not a good thing. Um, and interestingly, before I took the role, I knew it wasn't like my intuition very strongly in so many ways was like, this is not right. But my ego really wanted this role. Like it really wanted this role. So I took the role and about six months in, um, I ended up leaving the role, uh, for a variety of reasons, not least of which it wasn't working. But more importantly, at the time, I remember getting probably my first ever true like reading because there was something moving in me already from, from the beginning of 2017. Like I'd actually uh, suddenly lost hearing in my left ear just out of the blue one day, went to yoga, got up, it was gone, um, started having like a tinnitus. But, you know, for those who have had anything like this, it was really not, it was really an invitation because it was my left side to go deeper inside myself, but I didn't understand any of this at the time. So by the time I'm like late summer, um, I get this reading and this reading is saying like, you want to be writing, you're a writer, you want to be writing. And it's true. I've always loved to write. You need to be doing more. Um, you're on, you're on this on-ramp and, and what was amazing about this reading was that I had just started a website and I had called it Real Wealth, Real Health, because I, I really felt like I wanted to talk about wealth and I wanted to talk about health and I wanted to have these, these conversations as like a, you know, as an executive with nearly 20 years of experience in finance and, um, and, and kind of like my own personal wellness journey as well. Um, I thought this was really important. So cue the Me Too movement. And I just, my heart was like, okay, it's time. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to leave. I'm never going to go back to business again. And I can't tell you what compelled me, but it was from a really good place. And I thought, okay, I'm going to follow my passion <laughs> and I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to coach and I'm going to speak. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm a strong, powerful female executive. And I was really well known in my field and I'm going to do more because I want to do more. 
but what was really happening, the invitation was a dark night of the soul. Or I actually like to call it a dark night of the ego because really my soul was fine. My ego needed to be dismantled. And that ego was entirely around my career identity. And so when nothing I was doing, which I thought, I know what I'm doing. I, I know how to do this. I know how to run businesses. I know it. It wasn't working. Every, like it all broke down. Like I've never not been successful and just nothing was working. Everything started to break down. I had a house under construction. I had um, a husband. I had, you know, this whole identity built up around me and it wasn't, it just wasn't working. And I honestly didn't, I just didn't know who I was anymore. I've never been so lost in my life as those, those months. And it was a good six to eight months of just struggling as pieces of me were, were just like falling away, falling apart. I was trying to understand. I was still trying to, to do this heart centered work. Um, I was still trying to make money, but that wasn't happening. And it just, it just led to this very, very intense moment where I was just brought to my knees. And I remember being in my kitchen and I remember shaking my fist at the universe, you know, just shaking my fist. And in the moment of shaking my fist, where I completely let go of conscious thought, I remember feeling all I want is to work with a team of people who want me for who I am, which was unexpected to me. Um, and a few days later, and I, I swear, like back in these days, these things just didn't make any sense to me. But a few days later, I got a call from a group that I had known for a few years. And um, basically they offered and asked me if I would be a partner in their private equity firm. Wow. And they are the most amazing, most aligned um, partners and business, like the, like the morals, the ethics, the impact, like it's, it's all there. Um, and so the journey from, from there forward, from about 2018 forward still hasn't been, you know, took a couple of years to, to really work through it. Right. Cause it, it was a lot to work through and I learned shadow work. I really learned how to get in there and how to do my inner work and how to anchor into who I really am and into what I call inner authority and still get to show up in the business world. And it's just been the most amazing experience of integration because I thought I could never go back. I thought if I leave, because I'm going to do this thing over here, that there's these two separate worlds and right? We get into this idea of separation as always, and it's not. And what I really learned is like, I just need to focus on me and my, my real, like my values, my deep driving desires, what is really meaningful to me and trust. And which is so hard because I'm such a control freak trust that always so hard to trust. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm like claws in everything. Um, and, and, but really trust and surrender that it will come to me. And that has been my experience ever since is that it comes different kinds of lessons come. Um, people leave a lot of people left, but so many amazing people have come and so many amazing experiences and I'm not forcing them anymore. I'm just staying really anchored in my values and in who I am. Um, and so I'm kind of here to say like, if, if, if anyone's thinking like, God, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to work. I don't want to be in my job. Like I thought for a long time, maybe I should just go abdicate and go be in a monastery because the spiritual stuff really started to make a lot of sense to me and in, in very mystical ways. And I thought, Oh, maybe this is it. But then intuitively in my body, I felt like that's not it. Yeah. I'm not supposed to leave. I'm supposed to be here. And so it's really been a journey to integrate it and understand how to continue to show up and still be quote unquote spiritual, still be who I am. Um, but just more of who I am because I'm also a business person and I really love it. I think that's so great that you bring that up because, you know, I think a lot of people, they go through this dark night of the soul and they go through the spiritual awakening and they think, I have to change careers and you don't, I mean, if it's not your path, that's one thing, but for most of us being, 
on this journey just means that you show up in your own life in a more authentic way. And I love that you said that the dark night of the ego, that is so true. It is all about killing the ego, really. For most of our lives, our ego has run the show and it's time, really the dark night of the soul is about learning how to let the ego just quietly be in the background and allow yourself and your true authentic self to step forward and really listening to that intuition because our higher selves already know what to do. But most of the time we're just not listening. So I love that you bring that up because I think there's probably so many people listening who are experiencing that, you know, they're like, I want to be spiritual, but I don't want to be a healer. I don't think I'm a healer. Not everyone is a healer. And even to me, well, you can be a healer in how you do your work every day. Like maybe the way that you help people with finances actually heals them in a way because you're able to connect with them in a way that other people are not and help them to tap into their intuition. So there's so many ways you can use your gifts in your current career, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I totally agree. Like I've, um, what, what came through as I, as I started to like shift this identity around and was that I'm digging my soul out from under my ego. Cause so much of this is letting go of the conditioning that we've been under, you know, which is normal. There's no like shame. There's no shame or judgment around it. It's just how we are as, as humans until we wake up and until we start to like dig, dig for it and find that inner place. And like what you said, it's really about putting the ego in service to the soul. It's just flipped around. It's just upside down. We just, just the ego has a function, but it's not supposed to lead. And once we understand that and bring forward that, that true, authentic, truly vulnerable, which is actually such a strong part of who we are. Um, I, I can't even tell you how different my reality is just, it is so different. And the people that come to me in the business world and they approach me because there's something about the way I show up or what, or what I say that, that resonates with them and they open up and they become vulnerable and, and it's just, just shifts everything. And, and I really appreciate that you said like how you show up is everyone is a healer in their own way, right? Like I'm so proud of the work that I do where I'm helping, especially a lot of women build wealth through real estate investing. Um, I'm one of very few women in this industry um, or in the finance industry or in tech when I was in tech. And, and yet it's so important because we don't think that that is something that we should be doing or we're afraid of it or it's too big or, or whatever. But like financial empowerment is just as important as spiritual empowerment. Like we can't get out of this world. So we have to make sure we're like safe and strong and empowered because when I was in that spot where I, and with, with everything I know about finance and, and everything, when I was not making money and, and everything was falling apart, like I could not be creative. I had no energy because I was so worried about my finances. So it's really important to get us to that, to that place of like, I feel solid and strong. And then we also open up and that's been a huge lesson for me too, at least for me personally, I'm not that kind of a risk taker. I can't be, you know, uh, I, I can't, I can't be that. And I learned that about myself. So it was a really important lesson also. I think that's really important to know what your strengths are and to be able to lead with those and to use those. So discovering that, I think that is a big part of your journey is discovering who you truly are and you had mentioned that you do a lot of shadow work. Mm -hmm. and this is an area I tell people all the time, you can't, you can't have what you want in life if you don't stop and do the work. And so many people just want to skip over that, right? They're like, oh, I'm not good at relationships. I got out of one. I'm just getting into another one. Like, yeah. and then you're going to repeat the same cycle because you're not healing. You're not doing the work that is required, you know, but I love what you said. I believe you said earlier that that when things when you get in the flow and you allow things to fall away because you said people came, went out of your life, but the universe brought better people into your life. This is something I just keep trying to get to people 
Yeah. Let go of what isn't serving you because it's going to be replaced. You know, I was working with a client who's trying to decide, do I let go of this person? And it's like, what do I do? And it was the fear, it was the ego that was getting in the way. And I said, no matter what, if you let go and you trust, either things are going to change, the situation will get better and you guys will heal together, or someone better is going to come along because the universe will never take things away from you without bringing you something better. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I can relate. Um, and like, it's a different subject, but I had a first marriage that was not, let's say the right marriage. Um, and, and it was a really hard decision to leave. Um, cause I got married really young and I stayed in it for him and for his family and for everyone else, but me. And I suffered so, so much. I was just dying inside. And that was my first kind of awakening moment when spirit, well, it hit me like a lightning bolt. And I, I just, I really woke up and I said that I can't be in this life anymore. Like it was literally like that. I'm now married to my soulmate. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be with my soulmate if I hadn't left or if I hadn't been in that relationship in the first place, that's the other part is that there's no shame in the past and what's happened. It all leads you to where you're supposed to be. Absolutely. And, you know, and so, but it, and it, and it's really hard though. It's so hard to think like the void, right? That's what we're so scared of this void, this place of like, you know, that's the, where the control piece comes in, but I want to make sure that I'm going to be okay. And, um, and it's such a hard thing to explain in words because it's such a felt sense of connection to source spirit, um, God universe of, of just trusting and surrendering. Um, but once we get into that flow and, 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 and like, I've even, I'm telling you if I can do it, <laughs> like if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. It, 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 in with little steps too. And you just start to notice. And I think that's the thing is that we also don't notice how it's always been there because we're so busy. We're so busy looking and busy with our minds and everything. But, but actually, if we stop to reflect, which I do so much as such a big part of my work, like reflection and contemplation, where spirit was there, where I was always being cared for, where I was always being protected, where I was always where, where the next thing was coming. Um, and so I think it's really important that we just take these steps, knowing that it's always the next best step that we can take because we're always just trying to do our best. And when we're wrestling with our shadow and we're wrestling with fear, you know, that's part of the journey too. Like we just, we have to work with it. It's not going away. You know, I think it's just part of the human journey is we're always going to have it. And I still have it. And I still have a million doubts about all kinds of things, but, but I understand them in a different way now. And I, and I try really hard not to let them, overtake me. Um, because in my experience, challenges are portals to growth and we just got to walk through them with courage and with grace and with trust. And if we're not sure we can call a friend or we can call you or, you know, we, we can learn from each other. Um, and one of the things I think is so amazing I've noticed in the past few years is there's a greater consciousness for around every everybody is so much more open to sharing stories, right? There's more talk about mental health. There's more, there's more talk about dark nights of the soul. People are having these conversations. I have these conversations in business settings all the time. Like it's amazing. I wouldn't, this 10 years ago, nobody talked about this kind of stuff. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're evolving towards this lighter place. And I feel like sharing our stories, it heals us. I know I heal when I share my story and we heal each other by sharing our stories too. I love that. Absolutely. We do. Every single one of us can resonate with something in someone's journey. And, you know, we're all connected anyway. Once we finally realize that we're all connected, the world becomes a better place. Um, so I'm really curious about your book, this productive intuition. Yeah which the title is very intriguing. So how about if you tell us a little bit about this book? Sure, I would love to. So this book, I started writing this book when I was like in the depths of the, of, um, of basically the dark of the dark night and my shadow work and I processed through writing. Um, 
And it started, it started back then. And then, you know, COVID was actually the catalyst that allowed me to finish it because I actually had, you know, all the, all this time and so much more clarity on who the book was for and what it was really for. And it really came forward. Like talk about trust and timing of, of, of like when it comes through, it comes through. And so the book is an exploration of how to connect to our intuition and knowing that we're, we're hardwired for it. Like we are hardwired for intuition. Our body is the heart is our, like, it's, it's the seat of our intuition. It's the voice of our soul, um, understanding the role of emotion, but more importantly, it's really about connecting to, to our inner authority, what I call inner authority. It's about reversing validation from external to internal, because we're completely like, we're, we're conditioned to be externally oriented. Authority is outside of you. Someone else is an expert. Somebody else knows better. And we're constantly giving our power away by believing that to be true. When instead, when we connect to our inner authority, our authentic place, our values, our desires, when we do our shadow work, when we do our inner work, we realize that we only need our own validation and our own love. And we're so much more powerful for it. And interestingly, when we get to that place where I don't need external validation, I don't, it's, I, I feel more connected, you know, cause it might sound like, well, that's like really selfish and then you just care about yourself. And, but actually what it's really about is anchoring into your spirit like anchoring into your higher self, like really listening when it's speaking to you, which is all the time. And you said this a little while ago, we're just not listening, like really listening to it. And that's sovereignty. Like I am whole unto myself and I choose to out there are not getting chills right now (laughs) because you are hearing some truth bombs today for sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's absolutely what we have to learn how to do is to stop asking others, stop pleasing others and doing what makes us happy and listening to our own internal guide, because it is there. We were born with it. We just have not listened to it for too long. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then there's people that we go to for help, which is, which is different. Cause that was one thing that I learned. Um, like I learned too, like, I'm, there's some things I can do. And then there's some things that I can't. And it's knowing when to reach out and ask for help, because that's a big part of my journey too. I would never ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a stubborn, independent ego thing. Um, and, and it's, and it's different than, than this inner authority because the, the inner authority and really the, the book is really an invitation to, to get there. Um, and just, and just know how we're so powerful and how we're so connected And one of the biggest catalysts for this power to come out once it's anchored is that you start to connect to other people and it's, it's energetic, right? You start to pull in people and they resonate with you and you're going to find the right people that it's not that you need them because you don't know how to, you know, I don't know, like, I don't really think we need fixing but like, there are times when I definitely turn to healers. I turn to Western doctors um, and I, and I turn to, to healers. I, I work with all kinds of healers. I love it. I don't do that kind of energy work. Um, it's not how I, it's not how I tune in other people do. And I think they're beautiful gifts that I, I receive and I think they're wonderful. But what I learned was not to go there until I understood that I needed that support. So it starts with you know, it's a different, it's a different form of, of, of giving away our power when we're like, oh, I, I, I just need you, please remove this energy from my field. Well, there's some things you can remove yourself. And then there's some, you can't, <laughs> then there's some, that I'm just like, okay, this is way beyond me and I need some help. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot that is just, it's all, so often it's our thoughts and it's the conditioning and it's the ego and it's the fear. Um, and, and if we remember to like breathe into our hearts first, we'll get, we'll get the right answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really believe that to be true. And that's where we find such a source of power. Um, and it creates authentic connections as well. I think it's amazing how, and I've always said this, when you do the work on yourself, 
first of all, that it affects those around you. Because I don't know about you, but when I went through my transformation and I started working on myself, my family got really interested in what I was doing. And they said, well, tell me more about that Reiki. Like, how do you do that? Well, what's that all about? Well, can you try it on me? Um, and they started doing more work themselves on trying to be less negative and, and also I was amazed at the people who just came into my life. It just seems like the universe, when you raise your vibration, when you really start to get into alignment, you get aligned then with newer people who just, you're like, wow, oh my gosh, you showed up at just the right time. Yes. Oh my God. So, oh my God. So true. It's so, it's such truth. Like with my, my current husband, who definitely is my soulmate, like uh, in the beginning and, and he's, um, and I'll speak this way because I'm very tuned into astrology. So he's a Capricorn, um, extremely analytical and an architect who works in construction. Um, and so he just peppers me with questions and in the, because he's trying to understand and in the beginning, because I didn't have the language to describe what was going on. I didn't like, I, I didn't know what was going on. We were actually pulling apart because he, he couldn't understand. I couldn't give him answers. I thought he was attacking me. And it was only when I realized that he was seeking to get closer to me that I had to drop those defenses, which were part of my childhood and, you know, part of like the business environment a lot of times too, you know, it's like you grew up that way. Yeah. Um, and when I invited him in by saying like, I actually don't know what's going on, but I'm, I'm starting to do this research and I'm starting to understand. And then I started to invite him into what I was learning and then his questions changed. And then we started to have these amazing conversations. And then I started to see how can, he's so much more connected than I am. <laughs> it, it, so much more. He just doesn't know. He just didn't know it. Yeah. And our marriage just became what people call a conscious marriage to the point where he would, he did this super cute thing this one time where I was, I was away and I received a package and, and he opened it and it was crystals. And he said, Oh, do you want me to put these outside? I think it's the full moon. <laughs> you know? And I was like, okay, wow, this, this is amazing. You know, but it's like, it's like a little, it's like a little thing, but yeah, like uh, uh, that's a big example because so many people, you think you doubt, you also can lose your, 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 um, you know, your like love relationship, let's say if it doesn't resonate, but you have to work at it too. And, and if it's meant to be, it will be, and he has always stepped up and I've always stepped up and it hasn't been easy. And, and even like the relationship with my sisters or my family, like they've changed too. Like you said, they got a little more interested. They're like, how did you get so Zen? Like, how did you do that? How, you know, and it's completely changed. Um, and, and I, I don't know the, the mechanics other than it's just our connection to each other. And the more, the more I do this, the more I do my work and the more I just focus on, on trying to do the best that I can and understand myself, which usually means a lot of times that I zip it in moments where previously I probably would have gone on the attack. It doesn't even cross my mind to do that anymore. I'm just like, it, it's just such a, such a different level of relating. Mm -hmm and listening and a form of compassion. And it comes naturally. Um, it, it, and this is my natural state today. Somebody who knew me 10 years ago would not believe my natural state right now. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Because for me, same thing, you know, the old me, little things would happen and I would just get so upset and let it upset me. And the other day I had plumbing issues at my house and they had to like break through the concrete floor. Oh. And you know, you're going, okay, dollar signs, ching, ching, ching. And um, the, uh, the guy looked at me and he goes, don't cry or I'll start crying. And the funny thing was when he said that it threw me because the old me would have, I would have started crying and I would have said, I don't know how to pay for it. Like, I don't know how we're gonna pay for this is after Christmas. And I was like, no, I'm not going there. I was like, it's going to be okay. It'll be all right. It'll, you know, the money's going to come back to me. It'll be, I started doing my affirmations in my head of like, this is okay. Everything's working out perfectly. And I, I didn't panic. And then two things happened. One after that, my mom was like, can I please help you pay for this? And I said, no, it's okay. I said, thank you. I appreciate that. 
but I can handle it. It's okay. I've got it. I've got the money. Money's, you know, it's not an issue. It's going to come in. No big deal. And then um, today I go to my mail and I had filed my income tax return last year. And then I had to file an amendment because um, I got to claim both of my children instead of just one. And I forgot about it. Forgot totally. So a check, my income tax return check came and it was almost covered the whole thing. And I was like, okay, this is why I need to really, this is a test and I think I'm past it. And, but this is same thing, like what wasn't before my nature. And I always said that in the process of learning how to do it, I was fighting nature, fighting genetics. But once you get through that, it becomes like second nature where when something happens where before like one second, I would have been like, oh, you know, now um, it's one second of realization of, okay, this is nothing, move on, like it's fine. And oh, yeah. the case before, so oh. I totally get, and where you said you would have attacked, you would have said something, same thing. Like now I, now I listen for the purpose of listening and not responding. Oh, I've had so many of those where I'm just like, I'm just going to trust that things will be resolved for the highest good. Uh, Like we sold our home and moved into a new one this year. And that process was so stressful. And there was all kinds of things going on, um, delays and just anybody who's gone through it. it's It's so much work. And I just kept saying to myself, it will be resolved for the highest good. I'm going to, I'm going to stay chill. Me getting upset isn't going to change anything. I took action where I could take action. And then I just stayed focused on you know, keeping, like I used to, I used to just blow my energy out. I remember once somebody telling me this, they, they, um, I was taking a tarot class for the first time. And, um, and she said, she, she said to me from, and it was a video class. It was years ago. And she said, you need to pull your energy back in. And it changed my life because I, I was like, what, what are you talking about? She's like, your energy, it's all over the place. And when I figured out, when I, when I matched like my thought, like when I figured, like when I emotionally or intuitively just like put those two things together, I realized how often I would do that. I'd be like this like wayward care bear. Like it was everywhere. It was going everywhere. It had no control over it. Um, and, and it was such a lesson around just, keep it focused. And the same thing with those thoughts, right? When we're just like, I want to freak out. No, I'm, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to like breathe through this one. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. I've had, um, I've had plumbing issues in a, in a condo that I own with, like I have insurance. It's like this, just this crazy amount of money with like all this water damage. And, and, and this was happening right before Christmas. And I was like, no, I am just gonna, I have insurance. And I'm, I'm just going to do what I can do and I'm going to stay calm. Um, and it's such a different, such a different experience to my overall wellness too. You just feel better when you, when you don't let all that negative, really like the dissonant, it's like jagged energy. It's like poking you all the time. Instead of that jagged energy, like cutting into me, I would just take action. I'm doing what I can do. And I'm, you know, moving on. Yeah. It's amazing because the other thing that I always tell people too, is I probably look like a raving lunatic. (laughs) I mean, I can't even imagine what this plumber has dealt with when he immediately turned to me and said, don't start crying. (laughs) I just had to start laughing because I thought I actually wasn't going to, but normally like the old me would have. So it was just funny because I I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, there have been a lot of times in my life where when something didn't go my way, I would start crying and probably look like a raving lunatic because I would get so upset. But you're absolutely right. You're expelling that energy out when you do that. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't help you because there's nothing like screaming at the top of your lungs doesn't cause the plumber to go, oh, you know what? Never mind. I can fix this for free. Like that's not going to happen. So, but we do it anyway, or at least I used to, and I understand why people still do. And that's where the whole minding your mind and getting into those habits. And I always say 
have tools ready to go to keep you in check because you have to. For me, it's the affirmations. I immediately have to start doing those. Otherwise, instead of doing the affirmations, you're going to be screaming expletives at the time. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And just giving off all kinds of energy. And you don't want to put that kind of energy out in the universe anyway. So yeah, um, yeah, it's it's an amazing thing to do to have to self-control. But mm. doing the work, it definitely, definitely helps with that. So yeah, yeah, I think that word there, like you said, like, it's like, I feel like the only thing we really have control over is ourselves like is our reaction and we're not going to get it right. Like hundred percent of the time. Right. Yeah. And that's where all that self-compassion um, comes in. But that that's the best form of control that we do have is like noticing maybe what those patterns or those reactions would norm, like would the old ones would want to be and catching them midway, taking a breath, saying our affirmations, what, you know, whatever, whatever it is that we do open a window, um, you know, whatever works. And, and, and just like, almost like talking ourselves through it, like, it's going to be okay. Like do what you can like self-talk, which is what they teach athletes. They, that they teach athletes positive self-talk. They're like coaching themselves. Um, and it's almost like we have to, we have to do that to ourselves and then it becomes, and then it becomes second nature. And then this, this sense of control that the ego is after is actually found in the surrender of that control and the acceptance of self-responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. That is, you have not said a truer statement. It, it is that's we've been talking this keeps coming up because the last person that I interviewed on the podcast talked about surrender mm. and that is a message for someone out there someone needs to hear this because it keeps coming up you have got to learn how to surrender you don't have to have all of the answers you don't have to know every step every you know you don't have to see the whole picture but if you surrender to your higher power and you just like you said quiet contemplation so that you can hear the guidance that you're being given because you are being given guidance but we have to be quiet so that we can hear it and i love that you do that i think that's awesome thank you yeah it's become just like a that's like my practice that's like my most natural practice and I guess I would want to say if anyone is out there that might be like me that like I don't I'm I'm not somebody that really visualizes that's just that's just not how I receive guidance I receive it through um like more I'm more clairsentient um and claircognizant I the the visual like the visuals that's just not me I don't I don't have that and I always thought that was like the only way to receive guidance but I've actually found that just through the contemplation of like quieting the mind and and the reflection and and just what comes through these messages. Um, and I like to write them down by hand um, with like a pen. Um, that has like, I get so much information that way. And when I finally like figured out that that was the guidance, cause I was like, where's my guidance? I don't see anything. Um, you know, <laughs> I was like, wait a second, this is your guidance. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, so I don't know. I know like for me and maybe there's others out there. They're like, I don't have, like, I don't hear voices and I don't see the future. Um, but there's so many other ways that we receive those messages. And, and it's um, one of the most important things that I've learned. And I, and I, this is a really big part of the book too, is trust yourself. Just yeah. like trust, trust, trust. And um, then take the next right action and trust again. Yeah, I'm exactly like you. That's how I connect to is, is thought. And it took me a long time to realize it wasn't my own thought. And when I sat down, and it wasn't actually until I started doing readings for people that I realized what it was because I don't know anything about the people who are sitting in front of me when I immediately start getting all of this information and and at first I was like, I think I'm just making things up. But then I went, because it was just thought. It wasn't, I didn't hear a voice. I didn't see anything either. Um, but that is the way that I connect. And it's crazy because it's always accurate. So um, 
probably a lot of people connect that way and they just don't realize it because we're all expecting that we have to be like the mediums who see a dead person standing in front of them. Right. And I, you know, occasionally I will see a loved one who's crossed over, but that's not how I connect usually. Um, it's just through being aware of, you know, the information that's being given. And so I think the practice of sitting down in stillness and setting the intention that I want more information about this mm-hmm. and then just seeing what comes to you. And like you, I write it down too. Yeah, I do. I write it down too. And that's how I connect. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always fun to connect with like-minded people for sure. Yeah, no, I I mean, this is, um, yeah, it, it, it is. It's so important. Thank you so much for just having this channel open to be able to have these, um, these, these conversations because they're, they're so healing and they're so like enlightening. And, um, I think it just helps with the sense of unity that we're all feeling like is out there and it feels less and less elusive, even though it might not look like that right now, especially if you watch the news, but we're actually becoming a lot closer to each other um because we're not seeing all the good news right we're not seeing all the good news that's not what we get fed and so we got to focus on these kinds of conversations and and like focus on like the love that's that's around us and like that's the focus like if we lose that focus like our energy giving it away to you know whatever might be happening we're going to give it away to the things that upset us instead of you know and instead of this, that that's like, that resonates with others. And you're like, no, yes, this, this is how I want to feel. And like, this is, this is how I want to live my life. Um, and so I just think it's, I think it's just so amazing. I'm so grateful that you, that you have this like podcast and this channel open for, for people. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I always said, if it helps one person that it's worth it. And I just want people to know touching on that same topic that we we are moving into a time where there is going to be more collaboration, more cooperation, where we're coming together in more community, but it doesn't look like it right now. Um, if you pay attention to what's going on in the news and when I talked about, um, I did a reading for New Year's, I said the first couple of months are going to be a little turbulent still, but once we move out of that, if you can hang tight through that and just focus on the positive, once we move out of that, things are going to get better. And I think we're headed for an, like more incredible than we can even imagine with new innovations and new gifts that people are waking up to. And it's going to be a good thing, but we have to keep our eyes where they should go, which is on the positive things. And, you know, if, if the negative bothers you, I always say sometimes there's a purpose in that, too. Sometimes it's to cause us to be the change makers, you know, out of the bad thing that you see in the news sometimes. Um, I was watching a story tonight where a woman, her son came out to her that he was gay and she was very religious and her religion did not approve of that. So she said, and when I heard the statement, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe somebody would say this, but also I don't know her you know, background, but he said, I have to choose the church or my son. And as a parent to me, I'd be like, there's never a choice. <laughs> Like my children come first with everything, but growing up in the type of religious churches and that I understand people are very indoctrinated in their beliefs. And so she chose anyway to support her son and to learn more about her son. And then through that, she went to him, she went with him to pride parade and she was there and saw I don't know, something just inspired her that people didn't have their parents with them. So she created a button that says mom hug, free mom hug. And she just offered free hugs to, because there were so many kids or young adults at this pride parade whose parents didn't speak to them and hadn't spoken to them in years because they said they were gay and they came out. And so this woman offered them free hugs. And so she went around just hugging them. And so now she has, officiated some of their weddings and stood in for them, for the parents that weren't there. And I thought, what an awesome act of love and courage this was for this woman. 
and all the love and positivity that she spread out to other people. And it came from what she thought was a dark time in her own life. So if you're watching things that are happening in the world and going, oh my gosh, this is too much. Like, I don't like this. Maybe take, take your ego out of it and maybe do something for others that benefits the entire community that's going, going to spread more love. And, and even to me, just being kind, yeah. just being kind is a huge start because there's so much unkindness in the world that just you being kind and the act of going out and, and showing that kindness to others is a huge thing because it causes a very huge positive ripple effect. Yeah. Oh my God. What a beautiful story. You just made me cry so much. Um, <laughs> it's just like, it, it's just, that's like the triumph of love, right? Yeah. That's, that's choose love, right? Yeah. She chose love fundamentally. Um, and what, like, just so, so amazing that she would give out hugs and, and like, those are those like life shifting moments. Like those are like defining moments in our lives where we, the perspective totally shifts. And I always say that about kindness, like a, we have no idea who anyone else is. We're just trying to figure out who we are. <laughs> like I'm barely scratching the surface of like, who am I? Right. I can't presume to know who anyone else is. We can't presume to know what you've been through or at all. Yeah. So I'm not going to pass judgment on anyone because I have no idea. Um, but I can be kind. You know, I can be kind. I can be forgiving. I can be compassionate. Um, and sometimes I can get angry and things will bother me for sure. I'm human. Yeah. But in general, like I believe the same as you, like kindness goes such a long way, yeah. such a long way. And especially when we pair that with like maybe somebody has had just such a horrible life and this is the result of it. And maybe if, if people were kinder to each other, there would be less of it because the kindness would heal before the trauma had to happen, yeah. you know? Absolutely. I think that's definitely the key. And I think, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of that. And I'm really, really glad for that because we've needed it for a while, but we can definitely be the, the key and the catalyst to start that, you know, you hear about these people all the time who pay it forward by paying for someone's coffee in line. And that's awesome. And that's great. It doesn't even have to be anything that brand or big. It's smiling at someone or, you know, saying, Oh, I really like your shirt or, you know, you're such a sweet person or thank you, or just showing gratitude to someone just for simply being who they are is a big step because you have the ability to turn around someone's day instantly by what you do, either positively or negatively. So why not make it positive? Yeah, hundred percent. And, and, and that's like, that's like the core, like, you know, we like, we have all these big, big spiritual concepts and we wake up and we go through all this kind of stuff. But then when it comes down to like, you know, boots on the ground kind of stuff, it's really like in those, like those very small moments, are actually really huge moments and we may not realize it. And, um, and that's also where we have that like control back to like the control. It's like, I get to choose and it's so empowering to choose and to have the, the consciousness, um, the awareness to, to make that choice. Um, and I think more and more people, like you said, yeah, that they're making it. Um, and it's, it's incredible to see there's so much heart opening, so much heart opening happening. And I'm seeing it in the, in my industry, in the business world, like it is remarkable how many people come forward in so much more authenticity and vulnerability and, and, and service and meaning. And, and it's amazing. It's just amazing to me. Um, so we can do such great work wherever we are, whatever the role, whatever the career, whatever, like our work is just in, in, like you said, like being ourselves, even just being kind, like that, that's a ripple effect. That's the butterfly effect um, yeah. That, yeah. that we have. That's our power. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been such an amazing conversation. I have enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, if people want to buy your book, Productive Intuition, or if they want to follow you somehow, how can they do that? 
Oh, sure. Thank you. So um, you can get productive intuition on Amazon at the moment. Um, there's a website for it, productiveintuition.com. Um, and you can follow me. I'm pretty active. You can imagine on LinkedIn, um, being, being in the business world, my name, you know, Adapia, you can just type in Adapia, I'll come up. I'm like the only one. So I'm pretty easy to find. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Those are like my two big, those are like my two big platforms where, um, I spend most of my time and I love connecting with people. And if you want to like learn a little more about me, I have a website at Um, but yeah, I love, I love people reaching out and, and connecting. And so if I can be of service, if, you know, if my, like you said, like to me, if my book helps one person, um, it, it, it's such, it's such like a dream come true. And so, um, I know it already has helped a lot of people. And, and so I, I just, I really hope it continues to help more. Awesome. I'm sure that it will. I'm absolutely positive that it will. So thank you for writing that book. And I want to thank you so much for being here with us. If there's one nugget of wisdom that you could leave our audience with today, what would that be? I would say touch into your heart and feel, feel what's there and trust it. And if you're ever unsure, just I always do with my hand on my heart. I need the physicality of it, but that is, that is your, that is your home base. Um, that is your home base. And that's where you're going to get your guidance and really trust it and trust yourself. Sometimes the most times the mind and our thoughts can really take us away from center. And so if you ever feel off center, go there, go to your heart, um, and trust yourself. Awesome. Beautiful advice. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And oh, thank you. Thanks for having book me. Sales. I thank hope that you. a lot of people find you because I think that you, um, you are very much a light. So thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you. It's been such so much fun. Um, and, and truly, truly an honor. I'm, I'm humbled. Um, it's, it's been so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today, too. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. The highest compliment you can pay me is to share my podcast with others. Also, if you want to follow me on social media, all of my links are in the show notes to the podcast. And the link to Adipia's book will also be in the show notes so you can click directly there so you don't have to write anything down as you're driving hopefully you're not writing and driving um i go live mondays at 6 30 central on facebook and you can join me i do a free card reading and if you show up for the live i will pull a card just for you also if you want to work with me you can go to my website melissaoatman.com there you'll see all the services i offer you can purchase a session directly from the website and then contact me and we will set it up all of my sessions are done online through zoom so you never have to leave the comfort of your own home i hope that you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening as always i am sending you so much love and light and i will talk to you soon bye guys <music>